Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good morning. It is Tuesday, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. It is six minutes after nine and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So love is in the air and apparently so are high altitude balloons because China said that they belonging to the United States have been flying over their airspace without permission more than 10 times since early last year. But of course, the White House National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby said we are not flying surveillance balloons over China. A crane ship has raised from the ocean bottom a big portion of the balloons payload that flew over our country, but not all of it. Yeah, so here is John Kirby. He's the White House spokesperson saying they have not recovered the entire payload of the spy balloon. I don't know about you, Casey. That makes me feel very reassured. Has the payload been recovered from South Carolina yet? The the large so-called payload that's yeah, as I said, some of the debris. Certainly, uh, they were able to take things off the surface like the next day, actually that afternoon, uh, some of the balloon uh, fabric. Um, And in the days since, they have been able to recover some, not all, uh, of the payload that sank to the bottom of the Atlantic. It's about 45 feet of water. Weather conditions are pretty tough off the coast right now. Like today, for instance, they have not been able to get into the water and dive on it. But over the course of the weekend, they were able to raise some of the debris, including uh, some of the electronics and uh, and some of the structure. Now, Casey, that uh, water wouldn't have been a condition if you had just shot it down, say, I don't know, in Montana where mm-hmm. there's nothing around. Overland. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had to halt some of the recovery because of bad weather and rough seas. But that's not the only thing to recover. There's the one over Alaska. They're looking for remnants of that. There's that object over Canada. Apparently, Canada's government is going to take the lead on that. And there's that object that was shot down Sunday over Lake Huron. And uh, they're still looking for the debris that landed on that water. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that and we're going to play this a little bit later when we do the voicemails and and somebody called and asked this question. And it is a very fair question, which is essentially, you know, What's the end game here? Mm. What's actually going on? And I think what's going on, whether it's the balloon or these other UFOs, is China is testing Mm -hmm. the United States. Yeah. And China is also, by default, testing our neighbors. Because of the problem with, and and, uh, I know this was before you were here, Casey, but we talked about this at length at the time. The problem with Afghanistan, obviously, other than the you know multiple deaths of brave american soldiers the the danger to the area etc the 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 lasting issue with that is it proved how weak joe biden was mm-hmm. right it proved how if you push joe biden he will not push back because if 13 of your soldiers die and you don't do anything about it 
Well, then what the hell are you going to do about a spy balloon? Yeah, he's going to fold like a house of cards. And so there's been a lot of exchanges going back and forth between our country and China. And uh, John Kirby also added that there have been dozens of countries on multiple continents around the world, including some of our closest allies that have had balloons and objects flying over them. Yeah, so here's John Kirby. And uh, again, we talk about this a lot on the show. The, the ability of these people to spin and defend anything should be very troubling. And this is a bipartisan statement. Again, Democrats, Republicans alike, they both do it. It's tribalism. It's accept no fault. It's we're always the best. Here, uh, John Kirby says the decision by Biden last week to allow that balloon to venture all across the fruited plain and collect who knows what. We don't know because we can't get the whole uh, payload because mm-hmm. uh, it's underwater because we allowed it to go because across the country. Because it's in the ocean. Yes. Uh, that that um, it really shows how secure mm. our, our nation is. Uh, when it comes to these higher altitudes, are America's borders secure? <laughs> the president uh, takes, uh, as I said earlier, he takes uh, our national security uh, extremely seriously. He has no higher responsibility than the safety and security of the American people. And I don't think you need to look any further, quite frankly, than the decisions he's made in just the last week to 10 days uh, to evidence that. So now he's trigger happy, huh? He's going to shoot them all down. Let's just shoot everything <laughs> he's, down. He's like he's like becoming Dr. Evil. He just keeps shouting, fire the laser. <laughs> Is it an over-adjustment? Well, I don't know. I mean, we don't even know what these objects, the last three are. But we're just, we're going to shoot them down. And that creates kind of aggressive adversaries, you know? Four objects in 10 days. And the president hasn't addressed the nation? Yeah, so here is Republican U.S. Rep. Ryan Zinke. And he is saying the thing that we have been saying is that this is happening because of Biden's continuous weak leadership. But at some point, doesn't the commander in chief have to say something about the fact that we're taking hostile action against unidentified flying objects over America? Well, absolutely. And you need to be truthful about it. The truth is China is poking us in the eye. The truth is we have to respond. The truth is if we're weak, this is what happens. And look, balloons are serious. Is that There's a lot of things that can be attached to a balloon. Uh, electronic magnetic pulses, for instance. You see chemicals. There's a lot of things that can uh, be attached to the balloons. So we need to take it serious. And I'm glad at least we're taking the shot. We should have took the shot in the first balloon right away. At least we're taking the shot. I don't agree over over water because it's hard to recover. But we need to take the shot, defend our airspace, and we need to do it strongly. Okay, so how does this make you feel? Take us to your leader. (laughs) Well, you know, again, and he's 100% right, which is foreign nations who do not like the United States will push the United States in times of weakness. And that is true for countries uh, with other countries, I mean, all across the world, Mm -hmm. right? You're not going to mess with someone if you think the end result is going to be bad for you. Right. And China is clearly showing, based on the behavior by Biden in Afghanistan and 
Now, I guess when you could, because I think Russia was really the first opening salvo on this, right? Like Russia said, okay, cool. We've seen Biden is weak and Biden will not put his foot down and Biden will, will not do the things necessary no matter what we do. I mean, how could it have been any worse than Afghanistan, Casey, right? 13 Americans mm-hmm. are dead mm-hmm. and nothing happens. And right. if you don't do anything with that, then some other country invading another country, you're not going to really do anything with. And now China's saying, well... Let's push it. And, and, and we talked about this, last, was it last week when the balloon actually went across the country or mm-hmm. two weeks ago, whatever it was. These days all run together now. People were memeing this and laughing at it and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, it's not funny. Like, it's not funny. People shouldn't be taking this lightly because China is not our friend. China hates America. China would love to see America go away. And they're doing something with the, the things that they are getting from that balloon. It, it, you know, it became like a joke. And it really wasn't funny at all. And I hope people are really starting to see that. Well, and now China is saying, well, you're doing it too. And of course, we're denying that. So now it's just this back and forth of who's got the stronger will. But I think the uh, the really the really scary thing in all of this is this take us to your leader. Yeah. Which shows who is that? Is that Kamala? Is that our leader? Who, uh, who is the leader? Hey, speaking of leaders, mm-hmm. I uh, had the misfortune of having to deal with the leaders of the Brownsburg uh, Community School Corporation yeah, last night. Yeah, you went to a big meeting. Yeah, uh, there was, uh, and you know, there was all the controversy about the DEI coordinator coming mm-hmm. back. Of course, they're mm-hmm. not calling it the DEI coordinator. And Casey, I learned something very valuable last mm-hmm. night at that school board meeting. Everyone is their own DEI coordinator these days. Okay, and that's happening probably in school districts across the state. Oh, you better believe it. We'll get into it coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Now deep in the heart of a lonely Good morning. It is 20 minutes after 9. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And trending this morning, oh boy, that big old purple dinosaur. I love you. You love me. Barney is making a comeback. Mattel has said that Barney will return to TV, film, and there will even be YouTube content. Why? (laughs) Somebody wants to make money, that's why. There obviously is a big hole where Barney used to be, so he Uh needs to come back and and fill that hole. There are no new ideas, Casey. No, there's not. Everything is just rehashed. Uh, Also trending this morning, Travel A Lot has named the rudest city in Indiana. No, it's not Gary. No, it's not Fort Wayne. Nope, not Evansville. Can I guess? Yes, Kevin, guess. Uh, Hammond, Indiana. <laughs> I'm going with Reelsville. No, you're both wrong. Fort Wayne. Mm. Kendallville. No. <laughs> Tra- travel, you were, You want the answer? For, uh, you already said Fort Wayne. Huntington. No. <laughs> uh, uh, Newburgh. Now we're just naming cities. Uh, Jeffersonville. No. <laughs> no, travel a lot, says the rudest city in Indiana is... Bloomington. Oh, that seems about right. Wow. Yeah, I know. I was shocked. You think that's right? Well, there are, I mean, total leftist maniacs mm-hmm. that live in Bloomington. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. Oh, Kev, you're such a I, homer I because think... that's where your hipster music friends hang out. Maybe at. Indianapolis is you're more get, rude you're than totally getting. You're totally clouding your judgment mm-hmm. based on your. <laughs> 
35-year-old hippie friends who are still chasing their music dreams that that's where they hang out. Hey, so. Blo- Bloomington's got good peoples. <laughs> I would say that it would South Bend would be ruder. Yeah, the, that closer, was my, the closer you get to Michigan, the ruder people are. Yeah, that was going to be my first guess mm. was South Bend. Nope, it's Bloomington. And finally trending this morning, former UN ambassador Nikki Haley has announced that she is running for president. Joe Biden's record is abysmal, but that shouldn't come as a surprise. The Washington establishment has failed us over and over and over again. It's time for a new generation of leadership to rediscover fiscal responsibility, secure our border, and strengthen our country. Make it stop! (laughs) What's wrong with Nikki Haley? How? (laughs) She sounded really nice. You know who also sounded really nice, Casey? Ted Bundy. Oh, And I'm not comparing her to Ted Bundy, but I'm just saying that this is another example of someone who made a definitive declarative statement, Mm -hmm. which no one held a gun to her head. No one forced her to say it. Mm -hmm. She made it because it was politically opportunistic in the moment where she believed that the best thing politically for her, because maybe she would end up being a vice presidential pick, Mm -hmm. was to say, hey, Mm -hmm. if Trump runs, Mm -hmm. I'm out. Well, and th- now Trump's in uh-huh. and you're in. And she's in as well. Yes. And uh, she's a former governor, though. You've said that you like governors as president. Well, I like governors that have done a good job and she didn't do a very good job. And I will tell you this. In 2015, I think it was, all these days run together now, I <laughs> saw her give a speech at the... I don't know, this must have been a fall dinner for the Indiana Republican Party. And it was one of the worst speeches I've ever seen a politician of any sort of, you know, gravitas Mm -hmm. uh, other than someone who was like on the uh, town council somewhere give. She is awful. And she was a part of the establishment, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like she was not some, you know, it wasn't like uh, Thomas Massey becomes, you know, a governor. She was very establishment as as governor. Mm -hmm. And she helped run the she was the ambassador of the united nations i mean but that all of that aside it's this this these these grifter opportunists who make definitive statements and then don't hold up on their word it's no different than mike pence right well of course i wouldn't have those documents there'd be no reason for them to be there no one made you say that right no one made you say that if trump runs you're not going to run People don't, these politicians do not keep their word anymore, Casey. And if you can't trust them on the stuff you know about, Mm -hmm. right, which she can't even keep her word on when or how she's going to run, then how can you trust her on the details that actually affect your your daily life? I thought the interesting part about the video that she released on social media was that it had a very casual feel to it. She was just walking along, talking, uh-huh. and uh, it was very pleasant. But was it presidential? I don't know. I mean, I have a my own TikTok video where I'm walking along a railroad track, and that's what she was doing. Yeah, and she will casually also be exiting the presidential nominating contest very early because only two people mm-hmm. have a chance to win this nomination on the Republican side, and neither of their names are Nikki Haley. Right. So what is she doing? Is she doing this just to get a vice president nod, perhaps? I mean, if she's really, really wanting to be president, she's going to have to go after Trump. Well, if you have no applicable skill set, so whether it's Nikki Haley or Mike Pence or Chris Christie or whoever, 
there is no downfall for running for president because all you're getting yourself is a colossal amount of national television time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You lose. So what? These people have no shame. Mm-hmm. Clearly their word means absolutely nothing. Right. So there is no downfall to running because maybe you end up with a TV gig or maybe you end up, as you said, being a cabinet appointment mm-hmm. of some sort or, you know, at the very worst, it's just hours and hours and hours of uh, earned media, which, you know, is billions of dollars probably by the time it's all said and done of free publicity depending on how long you hang in. Well, Trump already has uh, at least 33% of the vote locked up for the GOP, right? So all these other candidates are just going to split that, which will result in him getting the nomination. It's how, it's how he won the last time. Right. I mean, Trump, Trump won the majority in very few states. Now, I think he did here in Indiana because it was down to three, mm-hmm. Cruz and Kasich and Trump. But when there were many people in in the beginning, he would regularly win with, you know, 32, 31, right. 35. Because and, all these other, this litany of candidates, they're just going to split everybody's yeah. vote, which will propel Trump to the top. Yeah. Uh, this woman is everything that's wrong with everything. Just like Mike Pence is everything that's wrong with everything because you can't, they just, they, there's no, they make these definitive statements and they have no shame in just, I don't even say backpedaling, just, ah, what does that matter? Yeah, I said that a while ago. Well, I mean, she can change her mind, right? And, her prerogative. Uh, you know, gosh darn it, Casey, we, we ran out of time for this segment to talk about that uh, just, just horrific encounter I had at the Brownsburg School Board meeting last night. Uh, but we'll get to that in the final segment of the hour because Mike is going to join us mm-hmm. next. All right. Mike is on the way with 93 WIBC. Amen. Amen. It's time to go to church. Take me to church. Here to preach to the choir from the bully pulpit, Pastor Micah Beckwith. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Let's go to the drive. Hubler.com hotline, joined by the conservative voice of the state of Indiana, Pastor Micah Beckwith. All right, Beckwith, anything you want to announce today? <laughs> not yet, not yet, but uh, maybe, maybe sooner rather than later. We'll see. What are, what are you doing? Are you going to run for lieutenant governor? Are you going to run for Congress? What are you going to run? We need you to run for something because we need jobs as janitors, wherever it is. Uh, nation's capital, state capital, wherever. Well, you know, there's there's a lot of movement happening around the the state, and and, and uh, specifically in my district. I mean, obviously with Victoria Sparks announcing she's not running again, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and say, "Hey, would you consider running for Congress?" And, and we're we're praying about it. I mean, it's uh, it is one certainly something that we're seriously considering. But um, I think just as I kind of have stepped out and kind of become a voice of conservative constitutional values in Indiana over the last few years, I. I think the Lord's made it very clear to me that at some point, you know, I, I am going to be in office and I just, I don't want to, I don't want to rush it. You know, honestly, part of me doesn't necessarily want to do that. I love what I'm doing as a pastor. I love, you know, being a, just kind of, you know, spreading the gospel and, and, and speaking truth. But, but if I'm called by my community or my state to, to run and to defend constitutional values so we can protect our liberties. And I would be, you know, I I would do it. So that's kind of what we're, we're, you know, uh, kicking around right now. So that's where, that's where we're at. But you guys will be the first to know, I promise. Hey, uh, Micah, you know, there's the saying that God answers prayers on his time. I'm I'm just wondering, did, did it give you a time frame, an ETA, anything (laughs) like that when you've been praying? (laughs) Well, I get, I you know, God doesn't necessarily give me a ton of specifics all the time. He, 
Uh, but he just says, hey, every day, honor me. Put one step in front of the other. I'll direct your steps. And, uh, you know, the Bible says that man plans out his path, but the Lord is the one who directs his steps. And so that's kind of what's going on here. I, I get a sense, though, that certainly in 2024, like, my name will be on the ballot somewhere. Now, whether that's for, you know, a state office, whether that's for Congress, whether that's for dog catcher, I, I don't know. But you will, <laughs> we'll see. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you why, where I'm at, Micah, because I know you really care where I'm at on this whole thing. Um <laughs> I was kind of wed to you running for Congress, but the more I think about it, the more I may like you running for lieutenant governor because, well, I don't trust any of the three people on the Republican side right now. And I feel like it would be really interesting to have a lieutenant governor who was not picked by the governor who walks in there saying my whole job is to hold you accountable so 2020 doesn't happen ever again. Yeah, well, that's I've, honestly that's been my thought too. I, we we need people to be a voice of truth and, and speaking truth to power is a really important uh, thing that that we don't have many people in Indiana that are willing to do that. I mean, we are a supermajority Republican legislature. We have no Ron DeSantis though. I mean, where where is our leaders or leaders stepping up and saying this is the right thing to do and we're going to do it? What we see often is we see the pandering to the left. We see Republican uh, legislators in our in our governor say well we don't want to make anybody on the left mad because we want them to be our friends and 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 to which I say, say they're not going to be your friends they, they hate they hate this constitutional republic they hate everything about American values don't pander to them they don't they're, they're never going to come over you're not going to win them over to this idea of constitutional values when they they're trying to tell little boys they can be little girls and little girls they can be little boys I mean that's mental illness right there and so so to me I, I am a true speaker. It's one of those things where I say, listen, this is wrong and this is right. And I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. If you're not aligned with what objective truth is, I'm going to call you out on it. And I think that's where, if you're, you're speaking specifically about the lieutenant governor's office, the lieutenant governor should, it's a constitutionally elected office. It's not an appointment, but we treated it like an appointment over the last, you know, few decades where we just say well it's whoever the gubernatorial candidate picks and well guess what happens when that when it goes that way the lieutenant governor then feels obligated to never call out the governor yeah. on anything he or she is doing and that's that's the problem we need we need an independent thinking lieutenant governor and actually every branch of government should be that way we need independent branches of government to be able to push back that's how our founders did it it's a it's a check and balance and and i think the lieutenant governor is no different micah beckwith is on the line with us okay now rob mentioned the three eric doden suzanne crouch and uh, number threes i'm drawing a mike braun mike braun He's very rich, Casey. Hello. Mike. You may know him. He has, he has what Probably we, the love, front runner, and that's who I'm forgetting. See, Casey, I, and this is the thing. I, 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 wish, I wish we could be buddies with Braun. I just can't because he voted for all those tax increases when he was in the legislature because I need more rich friends. And I feel like Braun would be a great rich friend. But I just, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Well, out of the three, Micah, who do you see yourself working with the best? Oh, well, I, I think I could work with all three of them. I think they're all very much, uh, you know, I think I think they all at least say the right thing. Now, that's I know that's just words, and I know we can say politicians never do what they say they're going to do. But if you can get them to say the right things when they're running, then you can always go back and you can say, "Hey, you said this. Honor your word," and then you can call them out when they go against their word. You know, because that's 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 what I do. I go back and I say, "You actually promised the voters this, and now you're doing something else because the lobbyists and and big business or big tech is telling you to do something different." So, so as long as they're 
they're they're kind of speaking the right things now, we get them on record to say what's right and what's wrong, then we can hold them accountable to that. Now, I will say this. There's one more candidate running. I don't know if you guys knew this or not. Oh, no, uh, tell. Okay, so uh, her name is Jamie Rittenauer. Oh. And she's, in, she's announced. Now, she we had her uh, – we actually recorded a podcast with her a couple days ago on the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. And she has a pretty amazing organic team that's growing right now. She's from central Indiana. She's an African-American woman. She has a heart for the Lord. I mean, like, she loves the Lord like nobody's business. She's got a great plan for, for Indiana. I was really thoroughly impressed. And now she's, she doesn't have any name ID. She's going to have a huge uphill battle. But I, I think everyone should at least give her a look because there's another one right there. She could be a dark horse in the, in the race here, and, and she, could, she could come out and surprise a lot of people. So, uh, yeah, her name's Jamie Rittenauer. I think if you, if you just Google Jamie Rittenauer for governor, you'll be able to find oh, her. Okay, website. we got a couple of minutes left here with you, and I think I'm going to need it all for this one. Micah Beckwith is yep. our guest. So I uh, had the great misfortune of going to the Brownsburg School Board meeting last night. And uh, at the meeting, you know, we had reported late last week that they were uh, bringing the DEI officer back after the superintendent said it didn't work out and they weren't doing that. And another school board member who just got reelected said she wasn't in favor of bringing the DEI officer back. They're not calling it DEI anymore, though. They're calling it director of student learning. And you got to read way down in the job description to find out that it is the DEI officer. Now, last night, a bunch of parents got up and spoke and were very concerned. And superintendent, Micah, here's the thing. They're not bringing the DEI officer back. But every job in the school system now has a DEI component to it. So I guess every employee now is like their own DEI director, which that just that just sounds absolutely wonderful and totally easy to track to me. These people never stop with the lack of transparency and the total deception on the radical liberalism. Why won't your Republican friends do something about this? Well, that's, I've been asking them the same question. They they, they always give me the uh, kind of canned conservative response. Well, we're limited government, and the state, legis- <laughs> the state legislature really can't get involved in the school issues because that's a school board issue. To which I respond and say, "Listen, would you would you be saying the same thing if we had uh, if we had you know uh, teachers around the state of Indiana pushing KKK material? Absolutely not. They would be jumping over themselves trying to get to the nearest camera to say I stopped the KKK material in the public schools. Like I've always said, guys, you, your job is to put boundaries on what what's good and what's bad. And you're seeing DEI, which is which is Marxism. It's a woke Marxist ideology that's seeping into our public schools." And the left is very good. They know how to use words to their advantage. And so if DEI becomes an unpopular phrase, they'll just change the word. They'll call it the love everybody job description. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm, the, I'm the, the officer of love. You know what I mean? Like, and people will be like, oh, well, that sounds so sweet. You know, that's their that's that's the communist uh, the mindset. They know how to do that really well. And so. So I, I think what, what our state legislature needs to do is to put boundaries and say, guys, we're not going to allow you to push these anti-American woke uh, principles, whether it's through DEI or the Minister of Love or whoever it, might, whoever it might be. You cannot teach these things. And these are the these are the core curriculums that we want you to teach. We're going to promote American values and we're not going to be ashamed. I, for some reason, I feel like they're ashamed of promoting American values. Like what? Like a free market capitalistic society is somehow a bad thing. Now, like, well, show me in history where that has ever failed. I can show you all over the place where where socialism has failed and where communism has failed. But for some reason, our state Republican supermajority legislators don't have the courage to stand up to these 
school, these school principals and these administrators. And so they got to do their job and put boundaries in place so that our next generation does not become come out of our public schools with a warped ideology, thinking America is the great Satan. Instead, you know, they know the truth, which America has, is a is a blessing to the world. And we're the greatest nation that's ever existed. All right. Uh, Pastor Micah Beckwith, friend of the stars, uh, renownedly, worldly respected. Uh, I think people may like him because they don't actually know him, but we'll go with that. How about that? That sounds good. And just so you know, friend of the stars, that means I'm friends to you in case you guys are the only stars I know. So, uh. Hey, I don't know. Officer of love sounds pretty nice. <laughs> it's minister of love. Minister. Yes. Okay. Uh, hey, Micah Beckwith, thank you, my friend. We appreciate you. Thanks, guys. See you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hey, Casey. Yeah. Would you be upset if you lost (laughs) $111,000? Yes, but check this out. 96% of Americans, 96% of Americans lose an average of $111,000 in Social Security income. You know what? It's because they claim their benefits at the wrong time. But you could avoid this with a free Social Security analysis from Bill Demery right here in Indy. Okay, so you've heard about Bill Demery for years, and he knows Social Security like the back of his hand. If you've saved at least $200,000 and have not filed for Social Security, schedule your free analysis by calling 317-932-9912. Okay, this free analysis shows you exactly when to file for Social Security. So you can wring every nickel out of the benefits that are rightfully yours. Call 317-932-9912. That's 317-932-9912. 317-932-9912. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Hey, bus driver, keep the change. Bless your children, give them names. Don't Good morning, it is 947. It's Kendall and Why? Casey on 93 WIBC. Just let it go. It's just let it go. Broadway, Mary, John <laughs> feel good music, Casey. I know. We need more feel good in this world. We need you to feel good too. Okay, go on. Sorry. I just I just get so little in this life, right? <laughs> you give and give and give, <laughs> and all you want is twenty seconds of uh, bumper music. Oh, so little I'm to ask for. Kidding! I get so much. <laughs> so it's like a waiting list for justice. You're listening to Kendall and Casey, by the way. It's ninety three WIBC. Let's talk about this article that was in the Indy Star. A total of two hundred twenty six people died at the hands of others last year, and that's according to the uh, IMPD. They say it's about thirty five percent have been cleared, which is a little bit of police jargon. A case is considered cleared if an arrest is made or if a killing is declared accidental, self-defense, or a murder-suicide. So, uh, yeah, and so Indy Star had the article, as you said, mm-hmm. and the takeaway from this is if in Indianapolis you commit a deadly act of violence against another you've probably got about a 65% chance of getting away with it. Mm -hmm. And that is in part why violence is so rampant year in and year out in this city 
because people know there's a better chance than not you will not pay consequences. Okay, so the number of homicides last year was fewer than the year before. It's really not saying much because 21 was the deadliest year in Indianapolis on record. So we improved, improved a little. 147 unsolved killings in Indianapolis. Almost two-thirds of them were homicides. Yeah, and this is why the mayoral election is going to be so important, and it cannot be Joe Hogsett under any circumstances if your desire is to make a safer city. And look, maybe it's uh, Robin Shackelford, you know, who's running against him in a Democrat primary. Mm -hmm. Do I agree with her on a lot of political stuff? No, but... She couldn't be any worse than Hogsett, so why not on the Democrats? I'd give her a chance. Obviously, there are multiple people, including Abdul, running on the Republican side, mm-hmm. but it's got to be somebody other than Joe Hogsett because Joe Hogsett has proven time and again that no matter how much money he throws at a problem, his strategy to address the problem is not working. Well, let's talk about the prosecutor's office as well. They had that vote of no confidence, and they're touting. I, I am PD. Oh, had the vote of no confidence against the Mary right, County prosecutor. Right, yes, right, right, right. Um, and the prosecutor's office is saying that they had a murder conviction rate of 86% last year. 26 jury trials, 7 bench trials, and 10 guilty pleas. And they're saying that's the highest rate in the prosecutor's office that's on record dating back to 2010. There is a three-pronged approach that is failing at all levels, right? Number one is the mayor, as we just discussed, and the, because the mayor sets the tone in terms of saying, look, we're not going to tolerate th- this in our city. We're going to allocate resources. We're going to put political grievances aside. One of the big things with Joe Hogsett is, and the Democrats are they carry political grievances against people like Reverend Charles Harrison, who have had the audacity to work with Republicans in the past. Mm-hmm. The 10-point coalition has a great track record, and other organizations have great track records, of success in policing violence in the streets. Those people have largely been axed out because they had the audacity in the past to work with Greg Ballard, Ballard administration and Republicans. So that that's number one. Number two is the uh, prosecutor himself, the, the, that office. I mean, look, here's a great example of this because of the woke ideology. After the riots in 2020, and I know this is before you were down here, mm-hmm. there was a video, not 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 a picture, but a video of an innocent motorist passing under the interstate, driving a truck, minding his own business, obeying all applicable street laws, et cetera. An Antifa lunatic, who everybody knew who this guy was, like people are identifying him on the video, you go to his Facebook page, it's definitely him, everybody knew who it was, stops the guy in the truck, this is all in video, points a gun in his face at the at the windshield. Truck driver says, okay, dude, I'll go around. Tries to drive around. They sprint to prevent him from going around, sticks a gun in his face again, and forces the driver to turn around and drive away. Everybody knows who this guy is. Everybody knew who it was then. Everybody knows who it was now. The prosecutor has yet to do a single damn thing hmm. about that. Why? Because the guy was the right political ideology. And number three is the bail system, right? And I know the state legislature has taken some steps to attempt to address that but we've got too many crazy lunatic uh long violent long-standing violent people that are getting back out on the street after they're committing offenses 
So, I mean, it's a three-pronged approach. They're all failing, and until you address all three, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get this under control. Okay, so just last week, police data said 61 people have been injured by gunshots in Indianapolis so far this year. So this time last year, it was at 52. So that's not a good sign. We're we're trending in the wrong direction. Yeah. Well, everything in the city is trending in the wrong direction. And that's what, you know, we talked with Abdul when he made his declaration that mm-hmm. he was running. There is a, just deal a Jimmy Carter phrase, right? Like a sense of malaise over the city. And it's not just crime. It's homelessness. It's, it's panhandling. It's, it is crime. It is the cleanliness of the city. Mm-hmm. It is the attitude of the city. All of these things are making Indianapolis, other than if there is a major sporting event here, a place that you don't want to be. Right. This past weekend, I was downtown Indy, and all I wanted to do was walk out of the MS building around the corner and go into Nikki Blaine's. It's it's, it's not far at all. Right. And in that time, I ran into one person who was up to nefarious activities. Well, and it's, I mean, that's a really short distance. That's like, I wasn't walking down an alley. I wasn't, you know, out on Mass Ave, whatever. It was literally leave the building, turn the corner, and there's the front door to Nikki Blaine. But you know you're going to get it. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this. This is the most depressing part about coming down here is you know if you leave our building, Mm -hmm. even if you're going a short distance like you are, you weren't surprised that you got it. No. You know you're going to get it, which makes you not even want to come down here and deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would never, and I know your man was with you, but I would never, if I had a, 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 a if, you know, I would never allow my wife to mm-hmm. walk downtown Indianapolis alone, period, during the day, much, le- much less at, at night. At night, when the sun goes down, especially on the weekend. And yeah. I wouldn't even be comfortable now that we've had to do it a couple times when I'm here with her. Mm-hmm. It's a violent city, and the criminals know that there is a better chance than not if they enact violence on you. They're not going to ca- they're not going to get caught. Yeah. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. Interstellar Loves like that. 